Hey there, it's Kim Doyle, and welcome to my show, where digital marketing meets real stories, experiences, and strategies. You'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what's working and not working in my business, as well as other experts who show up and share their stories. As much as I love talking about tangible marketing principles and tactics, we'll dig a little deeper with mindset and explore what's required to create a business you love on your terms that also supports your life. I want to help you understand the why behind the how. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just dipping your toes in, remember, marketing is a journey and the goal is to enjoy it. My desire is to guide you on your journey and remind you that no matter what life throws at you, you've got this. Hey, what's up? What's up? I'm back. Yeah, I sort of took a unplanned little break from the podcast, um, but I'm back. So welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. I am, of course, your host, Kim Doyle. And today, this episode, we are going to talk about the retreat I just held in Costa Rica. So today's episode is my first live retreat done, Reflections and Future Events. So we're going to see how this goes. I tend to prefer recording earlier in the day. Uh, but it's been a squirrely week and a half since I got back from Costa Rica. Um, see, when did I get back? I came back on the 5th, was supposed to come back on the 11th. And I think I talk about that in the episode, so I won't go too sideways here. Um, had a day home and then my dad ended up in the emergency room. He's okay. It was a weird blockage in his GI tract that created um, an inflamed, severely inflamed liver. Um, it was, you know never dull. But it's interesting that I chose to come back a week earlier. Um, I, I came back for the reasons, but talk about serendipity, right? So, all right. So <laughs> we're going to jump into this, but bear with me. I do have my water. And that was one thing I just completely forgot. Um, I've gotten acclimated finally to the California climate, Northern California, and um, I forgot how dry it is. <laughs> compared to Costa Rica. You know, after being there for a few weeks, I was like, oh, I didn't even need to put, you know, lotion on my arms and legs, but here we are. So it's dry. I've got my water. Forgot to put the humidifier on, but here we go. So first of all, you guys, I just have to say I did it. My first live retreat is in the books. And for what it's worth, I'm incredibly proud of myself and my amazing and dear friend and co-host, uh, my amazing aunt, my amazing dear friend, Liz Weaver, who was also my co-host for this. And I'll get more into that. But, um, you know, I will say that this was everything I had hoped for. And some, and, and I also had some huge aha moments that not so much about business, but about myself personally. Um, I'm going to share how the whole retreat came about. And, and I'm going to go ahead and say finally, because I, I it, in the episode here in the podcast post, because I wrote this out first, right, is, and I hope you guys, <laughs> I hope you can tell I don't read my show notes, but it does actually keep me on track, believe it or not, even with all the, the off script moments. But, um, you know, I think I've, I've wanted to do a live event for as long as I can remember. I specifically in 2010, I had done a project and I interviewed a bunch of women and I was like, I'm going to start doing events. And, and it, it's funny how, gosh, I can't believe it. It's been almost 16 years in March, this coming March since I've been doing this. And before I used to want to do huge 
huge events, right? Or speak on stages, which that's kind of always been my MO. You know, I've shared that I wanted to be a motivational speaker. (laughs) At one point, I was a speech major in college. I spoke at my high school graduation, that kind of stuff, right? So much of that has shifted though. It's been a little bit wild. So anyways, but I am going to share how the event came about because it was, um, it was just a, a, a quick, it happened quickly, I should say. And sometimes that's the best way to get things to happen, right? Um, I'm going to talk about taking imperfect action, the amount of work involved in, in doing this, the event itself, and how I'm feeling a few weeks later. And I want to say this, that even if you are not interested in hosting your own retreat, I'm hoping this will give you some insight and clarity into how your business should support your personality, your strengths, and ultimately how you want to feel and what you want your life to look like. Because I got a ton of clarity on that in in doing this. Um, And like I said, I had some huge epiphanies that in all honesty, kind of surprised me, including do I really want to do in-person events? <laughs> and there's a specific reason for that. And so we'll get into it. So let's talk about how the event, which was called Ignite, um, and it was a women's business retreat came about. So as I mentioned earlier, hosting a live event has been on my list of things to do for a very long time. And after I had moved to Costa Rica um, in, what was it? Yeah, May 31st, 2021. I'll just say June, right? But May somehow makes me feel better. <laughs> Um, but I knew, okay, this is where I have to host an event. I just, I knew I wanted to host an event there. Um, at the time I had actually mentioned this to someone I had connected with in my building. Uh, friendship didn't last too long. It was fun. Most of the time it lasted, but she was just too much for me. I don't know how else to say it. Um, but suddenly I found myself planning this very overwhelming event. And like I said, fortunately that friendship ended and I stepped back and I knew that what we had started planning was nothing like an event I'd want to host. I was thinking always, I was thinking a few day event, private mastermind, more intimate. And she wanted to go to a hotel and then it was going to be this five day event with daily excursions and, you know, and well, you need to see Costa Rica, which she always used to harass me about. Truly, it was a little bit annoying. You need to get out. You need to do things. I'm like, I work, I've got a business. and leave me alone. Um, but anyway, I my I have no desire to become a tour guide, right? And my intention for hosting an event in Costa Rica is one, I just, I love the place. I love the people. I think it's an amazing, it's an amazing energy, right? There, there it is. There is an amazing energy in Costa Rica. And I always thought, look, if we did a few day event, then people can tack time on before or after if they choose to stay and see more of the country. But I don't know enough about Costa Rica to decide to plan a bunch of excursions. And personally, that shit exhausts me. I cannot go. When when I remember thinking, oh my God, this is like a five-day thing. I'm going to need like two months off after this. So yeah, that was it. That's a whole other, I don't know how I got, I don't want to say roped into it, but man, I went along for the ride cautiously, but still went along with it. That's a whole maybe conversation for my therapist. But anyways, so let's fast forward to June of this year, 2023. Um, And this is five months after I had moved back to California from Costa Rica. Um, I had been planning to visit. I I knew I wanted to go back at least once uh, the year 
I moved back and and now my ultimate goal is just to kind of go back and forth, honestly. Um, but was I, I, I wanted to return this year to visit friends and hang out. And it does feel like home to me, right? I mean, almost two years there. Um, it will always have a special place in my heart. Plus, you know, it, it became apparent, uh, through the conversations that with, I, I need to back up because I don't, I, <laughs> I completely skipped a whole section here. Um, in going back, my intention, right? I shared all that with you, but I wanted to rent my friend, my mentor, therapist, whatever, her beach house. Um, I had the good fortune of staying there a few times. She was very gracious. After my back surgery, I stayed there because there was a bedroom on the, there is a bedroom on the first floor. Um, and then when I moved out of my place, I'd extended my stay in Costa Rica a week longer to make sure I got my car sold and everything. So she let me stay at her house. Um, but I also rented it with friends last year and she gave me an incredible discount at the time because they weren't really renting the house out. This is, there's, I'll link to the retreat. You can go to ignitemastermindcr.com and you can see pictures of the house. It's just off the charts. It's gorgeous. Um, and so that's, that was my plan. Like I wanted to go back. I wanted to hang out there for a couple weeks. Well, the discount, while she still gives me an incredible discount, it's not what it was last year. So when I shared this with my friend, um, she was like, oh my gosh, that's more than I can afford. It's not my budget, whatever. Totally, you know, no judgment. But this is where I went sideways here. It also became apparent through our conversations that we had very different ideas about what we wanted. And this is a friend that I had met at an event gosh, in 2010, stayed, stayed in touch online on and off. Um, but she had like, we'd spent time together. She had come and stayed at my house when I was living in Brentwood years ago for a couple weeks. And so, um, it wasn't like I didn't know her, but just very different places in life. And so, you know, at one point she thought, well, oh, why don't we see who else wants to go or invite a bunch of people to stay at the house? And I was like, no, just no. (laughs) Like, that it felt to me like the days when my friends and I used to uh, go to like Tahoe, right? We'd rent cabins. Um, and then I, I've been very fortunate in my life that I have friends that rent their places to me because I had a, a woman I worked with um, during college that they had a, an incredible cabin in, in North Shore, Lake Tahoe. And so my friends and I would rent it. And, you know, there was one week and we had like 24 people in this house. And it's like, that is not my idea of a vacation anymore. Um, nor do I want to just randomly have people I don't really know to vacation with one and two at her house, right? It's, um, I just, I take that very seriously. So anyway, once that all became apparent that it wasn't going to work, um, you know, she had suggested, let's go to Mexico or let's rent somewhere different. And by now I had realized, I think we have very different ideas of what we want this trip to look like. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and just regroup, you know, let's, let's just go ahead and, you know, nix this, but I need to regroup and figure out what I wanted. So then I reached out to my mentor friend and I said, Hey, can you give me a week? Because I had this idea. I'm like, what if I, what if I host a retreat instead? And so she said, yeah, I'll give you two weeks because obviously if I'm not going to rent the house and this was June for October. So there's enough time. Um, the house is on Airbnb and everything. And so it, it gave me enough time to see if there was interest. And the goal kind of is, was to cover the, the costs of the retreat, not, not the costs of the house rental, right? But the cost of the retreat during the house rental. I mean, 
you know what I mean? Vice versa, the house rental during the retreat. Um, and what costs would come up with this? So she said, yeah, I'll give you two weeks. I reached out to two people and got yeses right away. Um, and one of those came from, like I mentioned, my dear friend, Liz Weaver, and she jumped into co-host with me, which the best decision ever, you know, I have waffled on and off. I've, I've jumped into partnerships. I've jumped, jumped into collaborations and up to this point, you know, and not in comparison, but, um, like when I worked with Jody Hirsch with the content creators planner, amazing, adore her, love her, good friend. And that was an incredible experience. Um, you know, but after doing that, it would, it was like, oh, is this too much? But yet this just worked out. And sometimes you have to trust those intuitive nudges. Right, which I am now looking at as really cultivating that knowing. And you're going to hear more on that from me in the future because it's something I'm diving deep into. But long story longer, what started as a vacation back to the place I called home for almost two years quickly became a women's business retreat. And it was to happen in three and a half months, which is really not a lot of time in the bigger picture of retreat planning. But this is what brings me to my next point. Uno momento, need some water. And that is imperfect action. So you've probably heard the statement, imperfect action beats no action, which is 100% true. It can also bring a little bit of chaos into the mix though. So you have to really know yourself, know how well you operate under a little bit of chaos and get really clear on how, how much you want this thing that is creating the chaos. That being said, you know, sometimes I think this is the best way to make things happen because you don't have the time to overthink. You jump in, you say yes, and you make it work. So the house that we were renting um, was, it is, I swear to gosh, you guys, like the tense that I use sometimes, Grammarly is probably like, are you drunk? Look at what you just wrote. Anyway, so the house that we were going to rent um, is really just this beautiful beachfront property in Playa Petrero, Guanacaste, um, which is the North Pacific side. And like I said, it's available for rent. You can go through Airbnb, which I'm linking to in the show notes. Um, or if you want to go through me, you can get a discount, which I would pass on to you, which she said you'd give me a commission, but I'd rather pass the discount on to you. So wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It does sleep 10. So what we figured was, okay, the two of us, Liz and I, plus eight guests would be plenty for the first retreat. You know, kind of, I don't say get the kinks ironed out, but really... You don't know until you implement, right? Until you see how is this going to work or, or what does this feel like? And so, um, we're like, let's, let's go for it. And so what we realized though is after we sold the first four spots and, and keep in mind, we started selling this, uh, late July. So even though the idea came up and I'd gotten some yeses, we hadn't put a website up. We hadn't, I hadn't done any more outreach. I was just like, let's do it. <laughs> Talk about faith, you know, and I'm laughing at myself now because I'm feeling a little bit tired because it was a nonstop three weeks. And the week I got back was in just crazy busy with my dad. He's home and healthy and all that's good. But it was just, it's, it's been a busy month. Um, but we decided after we sold the first four spots to, to stop really selling or pushing it because this allowed us all to have our own rooms. And like I said, the house sleeps 10. And that includes there's an apartment connected to the house, like right above the garage, but it's got like a full kitchen, uh, little family room, bedroom, bathroom. 
And then there is one bedroom that has two twin beds. So two of the gals that were friends and came together shared that room. Um, and then all of the bedrooms have their own bathrooms. So, you know, it worked out really, really nicely. And um, the, I would say, you know, the, the best thing about deciding we're good with six people, including us, um, was that one, because we had such a, a short sales cycle, it also removed a little pressure from the first event by keeping it a little bit smaller because we could really communicate with people and we wanted to make sure that they felt that they were taken care of and and whatnot. And I'll get into more learning lessons, but anyways, um, the goal was really just to cover the costs, which we did. I think (laughs) we still have to tally everything up. I have a pile of receipts that we need to reconcile. And so, you know, Liz and I'll do that, but you know, this allowed us the space to really figure out what worked, what didn't, and plan accordingly if if we were to continue doing this. Um, and again, so I've I've linked to the website. Again, it's ignitemastermindcr.com. Um, if you want to look at it, it explains what was there. So here's a, a too long, don't read the TLDR, right? Version of the event. So the guests were to arrive Tuesday evening. The workshop would be Wednesday, Thursday, and half of Friday. The second half of Friday would be the catamaran cruise, which is my favorite activity in that area. And then the guests would leave on Saturday morning. Well, you know how what they say, <laughs> best laid plans. Because of the time of year, which is the end of the rainy season in Costa Rica, like we were there on the tail end. And I don't know, maybe next year if it, well, which hints that there's going to be another one. Um, but next year we do it even a week or two later, just because it's really starting to to dry up and warm up and, you know, but it is, it's still Costa Rica and we had sun and we had nice days. So not complaining. Um, But because of the time of year, there were not as many flights as there are during the dry season. So there's two major airports in Costa Rica, San Jose, which is big um, and is four plus hours away and Liberia, which is a smaller of the two. And like I said, a lot closer, right? So it's, eh, it's maybe an hour, a little less than an hour. So the attendees flew into Liberia, and three of them had to take the overnight flight from LAX. Um, Two were in Washington, one was in California, and I took that as well. And it was heinous, and I will never do that again. I just won't. It was a pain in the ass, unless I'm flying first class. So the first three attendees were at the house by 8.30 Tuesday morning, which threw a little bit of a monkey wrench in our plans because it took away almost a full day of prep time, right? They would have been there in the afternoon and evening, but that meant we were up and ready and had food out when they got to the house. Uh, and we had someone, we had a car, a, a guy that I know that it's his business down there. He does shuttle services. Um, side note, let me, I, I don't know that I explained this, but I arrived a week before the event started. And so I'm, I, I'm not going to, I have dates in the post, but it's kind of a moot point because maybe you're listening to this in June of 2024. <laughs> um, but I got there the Tuesday before the event <clears throat> and I had driven down to LA on Monday, the day before, had dinner with my daughter. And then she drove me to the airport Monday night, which was hairy. Now, you know, for a lot of people, um, I might be like, why didn't you just fly out of somewhere in Northern California? One, I really don't mind the time to myself in the car. I get to listen. I'm not on the computer. And, you know, it's eh, five and a half, six hour drive. <clears throat> and originally, I was going to go down a couple days prior so I could hang out with my daughter for the weekend. Um, 
but I thought I was gonna have to put one of my dogs down. She's still, she's doing okay. She's hanging in there. Um, so it kind of threw that weekend off, but that's a long day, right? Like I didn't get up at the crack of dawn or anything. I didn't, I don't think I left nine, nine thirty. but to, to drive then just and fly overnight, it was, it was a little bit nuts, but you know, I managed. And then Liz got there on the Friday. So I was there Tuesday, she got there Friday. And then the days in between, like I had friends over for dinner Tuesday night, I did that intentionally, hoping to stay awake and get good sleep. I had one pseudo easy day. Um, and then I, you know, I was working while I was down there too, was going to do a live, live stream for my community. And the alarm went off because the power went out. It was just, so there was a little bit of dealing with that. And in some, not in some, in many ways, I'm really grateful that we had the alarm issues at the house when it was just me before the attendees got there. Although I caused a little bit of chaos with the alarm because I was tired one night, but moving on. Um, so I had wanted a few days to myself prior just to kind of acclimate and see friends, but I, that flight, man, kicked my butt. And honestly, I would say, except for a movie night on Friday night that Liz and I had a little movie night and, um, yeah, even though, and there was tons of rain, so it made for like cozy movie night too. Even though it was probably eighty degrees <laughs> while it was raining, um, but except for that Friday night and a little bit of time on Saturday, it was nonstop for Liz and me from the time she got there as well. Went st- I picked her up. We went straight to Price Mart, which is like a the Costco, right? I'm and if you've been listening to the podcast, you probably heard me talk about that when I was there. Um, we got food, and then but it was just you know prep and slide decks and order of events. And we had done all this, like had this all planned and, you know, worked on, but you still want to go over everything beforehand. So yeah, it was squirrely to have just, it It really felt nonstop for me from the, t- from the Monday before the event. Um, well, and I should say, because welcome to um, part of, you know, a big reason for me coming back to California is my daddy's 79. And the Saturday before I left, we went to the emergency room. So yeah, <laughs> that weekend was crazy too. All right, let's jump into the event because nobody else needs the itinerary. And I am sorry if it feels like I'm reading and sharing an itinerary. Um, but I, I'm kind of just laying this all out so you get the bigger picture because it is a lot of work. Um, and I have no regrets and we'll do it again, but with some different, with a few caveats, I should say. Um I am almost done with the overview, so hang tight. But in addition to their stay at the house, the retreat also included all of the attendees' food, which meant Liz and I had to shop for, prepare, order, and arrange all the food, which we did. And, well, pseudo we, Liz, is a great cook, and she grilled delicious chicken. She Like, she did lunch. She was, she's amazing, and not just because she cooks. Uh, truly one of my favorite humans. Um and incredibly talented. Okay, I'm going to stop bragging on her for a minute. But um, we had we went out for one meal. And then when we did the catamaran, um, there was another meal served. And then, which again, the, the fee for everything also included the catamaran. Um, and then breakfast was self-served, but we had food in the house. So the cost for the event was $18.50. And which, like I said, it, it, it might have covered hard costs because we haven't reconciled everything yet. Um, but it was way too low. And, you know, I did say that beforehand, but it was, it was just, it was too low 
So in essence, we didn't get paid for the workshop, the deliverables and any of that kind of stuff. Um, but it's okay. Like we, we knew that going in and that was our intention. The nice thing about the smaller group also, which I feel like I've said like 12 times, but um, is that it really is easier to build in some flexibility. Our first day was sort of heavy and that we did some personal and mindset stuff. I have a spark framework. And then we had a couple of exercisers for the attendees. And then we did the first hot seat. And we started at 9am and by 4.30pm, people were fried. And that included time for lunch. Um, and it was real casual setting. And we went outside and then we sent them out for a couple of exercises. Excuse me. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of sharing as well. And so with with the specific, we had two specific exercises for them. Um, there was a lot of personal ahas, some vulnerability, and even some tears. You know, but but they were good tears, and I promise we didn't make anyone cry. <laughs> I mean, um, but you know, when you are investing in showing up for yourself, and you're you're choosing right, we're so grateful these women really chose to show up fully and share from the heart and talk about how their lives and business, you know, where there's opportunities for certain things in addition to balance and this group of women, we are all in the same age bracket, right? So um I think I think everyone was over 50. Yeah, sorry, but you know, so you hit this stage in life and even though I think most of us intend to work for a long time, you know, retirement looks different from Gen X for Gen X and lower, I believe, um, than it did, you know, for our parents' generations. But um, you know, there has to be some balance. I think as women get into midlife, we start getting to this this phase where we want a little bit more ease. And I know these are general statements, um, but I've done enough reading and research and talked to people about this. And these women validated that it's it's a different time, right? When your kids are out of the house and you're moving forward, or if you didn't have kids and you're in a different stage in, in business. But you know, so it was it was it was a full day and the hot seats. Um, I'll talk about those, but that the, the hot seats were me, right? And Liz was incredible and everybody interjected. But what we did is we had everyone fill out a form and an onboarding form. And then I, I got up and I, <laughs> this is funny. And I think you guys are going to laugh at this, but we brought down um, two huge pads, like post-it notes, like poster size, right? So we could hang the post-it notes on the wall and that's just kind of how my brain works. So when I work with people, I whiteboard, I, I map stuff out, I outline emails, I am in it doing it with people just because it works and I, I it fires me up. And so we had one that first afternoon, but after doing the first, uh, the, the morning with the more personal emotional stuff, it was like, okay, no one's brain wanted anything else because we were originally going to do two hot seats each afternoon but we ended up moving one of them to Friday and I'll fill you in on that. But um, yeah, it was, it, it was amazing. And the funny thing that I started to say about the, the post-it notes is because we also brought an HDMI to USB-C cable so that we could plug in a laptop to the TV. And <laughs> Liz and I, I don't know what night it was because like I hauled, she, she brought posters down and I think next time they were beautiful. Like, I will, there's images in the post. 
um, and talk about being spoiled to get to have a dear friend and co-host who is so damn good at what she does. Just beautiful. Um, but we'll, we'll find a printer <laughs> down there. And because we each had to check these big poster size boxes, right? I left them down there with my friend and colored pens and whatnot. But we thought, oh my God, next time we can use an iPad with a pencil. And then we looked at each other like, why don't we just do this to begin with for the hot seats? But there is kind of something fun about the pen and paper. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens next time. Um, but because all the attendees took the post-its with them that I had done and they got photos and stuff. And Liz was incredible and took notes while we were doing it. Um, but for me personally to do those, I don't know that I could have done more than than the four we did. Like if we had had 10 people there and I had to do eight hot seats, I think I would have ended up in the hospital. I'm kidding. Not really, but kind of. <laughs> it it takes a lot out of me. I love doing it, but I show up so fully and that it's 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 just like I'm a little bit wiped afterwards. But anyway, um, let's see what else. So a couple things logistically, right? So on the second day we did do two hot seats. Plus, we had a photographer come to the house and everyone got photos done. And those are going out this week. Um, and I don't know that I would do that again, to be honest with you. It was a nice little perk. It was the photographer who shot the house for the Airbnb photos. Um, the photos came out good, great, good. I don't know, but I don't think he's a por- portrait photographer. So, um, but either way, it also cut into the afternoon and. You know, so it while it was a nice perk and it was a nice add-on that everybody got photos um, of themselves at this retreat in Costa Rica that they can use on their site. We can do a lot of those just with our phones at this stage. I mean, that I'm not dismissing and saying that we can do what a professional photographer can. Hear my heart on that, um, but not to take away from the event time itself. Um, and then we, what we ended up doing also was flipping the catamaran cruise to. The sunset cruise is so amazing, like because you're literally driving back to the marina as the sun sets. And I still, the sunsets in Costa Rica are, are phenomenal. However, it tends to rain in the afternoon at that time of year. So we decided to flip it. We did the cruise Friday morning. Um, and then we had our fourth and final hot seat early Friday evening because when we got back. Everybody kind of wanted to check out for a little bit. I ended up a little bit sick. So pretty much laid on the boat <laughs> out outside, hopped in the water for a hot minute. Um, but then I, I didn't eat. I just laid down. We got back to the house. I was like, I got to lay down. I think some of that was just, you know, um, I think I was a little bit overstimulated maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, you know, the week prior, had it been more chill, I think would have helped significantly. All right, so let's talk about reflections and future events. Let's see where we're at on time. Okay, we're doing good. We're doing good. Um, All right, so again, first and foremost, I am incredibly proud that I decided to do this. I am so super proud of Liz and I and what we pulled off. And and I just want to say again, I have to make it crystal clear that there is no way I could have done this without Liz. And like I said, I'm I'm grateful and blessed to have her as a dear friend, but 
I am so honored that she chose to embark on this with me. Um, and I'm also happy to say that her husband came down after the retreat and then they stayed for two more weeks. They took a week off for their anniversary and then they both work remotely. Um, you know, Liz has her own business. Her husband works in IT and was able to work remotely. And um, they actually fell in love with Costa Rica also. They got to, they came to a barbecue at a friend's house after. Um, and it just makes me incredibly happy. There is something about being able to sort of, um, meld worlds like, oh, my friends from Costa Rica. Now they know my friends from my real life or my business life, you know? And it was like, it was kind of like when I had friends come down to visit that second year I was there. It was really fun to get to have to share people from California with people in Costa Rica. It's just, it's a neat experience. It really is. Um, so in May of this year, I have to share this and I've shared on the podcast, right? That I went just down a rabbit hole deeply with Dr. Benjamin Hardy's work. Um, and he wrote the book. He's got a bunch of books, but the one, the first one that really grabbed me is be your future self now. And so in May of this year, I wrote a letter from my future self dated December 31st, 2023. And in that letter, I stated that I was planning to host my first live retreat in Costa Rica in for February, 2024. Um, never in my wildest dreams could I have imagined achieving that four months early when I wrote that letter. And you guys, this is the power of doing this stuff. And because I will hold it up, there is a video that I'm recording with this, but I have been journaling since that time and stoked that I've already filled a journal. But these small, consistent actions that I'm taking are really starting to compound. So no matter where you're at, no matter what stage in business, what stage you're in with the project or launching or pivoting, whatever it is, stay the course. Small, consistent action. I swear. We all have those times, right? Where you've got a a big thing to do or you've got a big push. I get it. But man, I wish I could find a way to quantify how small, consistent action compounds in our lives the way compound interest does, right? With money, that's so tangible to be able to measure. It's it's kind of hard to put into put into words. But anyways, the fact that I did this early blows my mind. And I have a couple other goals, one of which I should be close to hitting. And here's the other thing with this, you guys. It wouldn't have disappointed me if it was February, right? I would have been planning it and, and thinking about it. Um, the other goals, if I don't quite hit it, but I'm a whole lot closer than I was. It's kept me moving. Anyways, okay. One of my biggest epiphanies was the moment I had when I thought to myself, do I really want to host in-person events? Um, You know, having lived alone most of the last few years, sans this time with my dad right now, um, I have grown incredibly accustomed to a lot of white space and quiet in my life. And off script, because really, at the risk of sounding like a stick in the mud, I quickly get overstimulated when I need to be on for too long. Um, and I think a lot of people would probably, you know, based on my personality, and I'm pretty outgoing. And obviously, <laughs> I wanted to be a motivational speaker. I don't mind performing or being on, but I cannot do it for too long. And as I've gotten older, man, I crave that time. I don't know if it is you know, you guys all know my story. And, and for those of you who don't, I was widowed at 2000, in 2003. I was 32. And so raising my kids by myself, God bless my family and friends who were amazing and supported me, but I was never off, right? And so I don't know if that contributes to it, 
Because really, I never thought I would be that person that was like, yeah, I don't need to talk to anybody for a couple of weeks and I'm okay. <laughs> I need a lot of quiet white space in my life though. I have, I have truly learned that. And, um, this year has also been a lot. I don't feel like I've had much downtime at all. A year ago at this time, I was recovering from back surgery in Costa Rica, which was an adventure in and of itself. Um, I went back to California at Christmas and then I returned in February to move back permanently. And so the time before the move, getting acclimated and the first few months back were a big adjustment. So, you know, I met my dad's and this was my parents' house. My mom passed away a few years ago and, um, which is, to give you an idea, we're about an hour and a half southeast of Lake Tahoe, right? And so it's beautiful. It's quiet. He's on an acre. You feel like you're in Tahoe. Um, but I'm also living with my elderly father. So who we're good now, guys, but you know, it was a big part of the reason for coming back too, is because he's had some major health issues. But the crazy thing is, I left Costa Rica in February where it was probably 90 plus degrees, beautiful sunny days, dry. And I came back to like friggin' snowmageddon. It was nuts. It was freezing cold, three, four feet of snow, which I get it for those of you who are on the East Coast or Canada or places where you get heinous snow. Um, but it was culture shock. And two months after that, I ended up with shingles, followed by a bit of travel, lots of family events, and then the retreat. So, you know, I really hadn't realized it until writing this episode out. But there's a general weariness inside just from the last year. Everything is good. I'm I'm content with my life. I'm happy right now. Um I'm happy, period. I shouldn't say happy right now. Um, you know, things are good, but like I could use a month in Costa Rica just to myself. <laughs> I actually decided I'm adding that to my bucket list is a week at the beach house, which I, I jokingly I like I say this is my room. There's a room there, but um a week there to myself where I don't tell other people I'm even there. Um, just, you know, that was part of the reason I came home early, which I think I might get into that a little bit later. But um, I knew that the last week I was there would end up being very social with friends. And I just, I couldn't be on anymore. Um, and I'm going back in January for a little less than two weeks. So that's, that's fine. Um, anyways, I, you know, I really, I wasn't aware of it because for the last six months I've been so focused. I've been feeling incredibly good emotionally. And I have this deep trust now in how everything unfolds. This, I, this is a whole new chapter of my life. I've gotten very clear on things in my business. I would probably say this is the most focused I've been in, I don't know how long, but it, it's safe to say that I'm incredibly focused. Um, I also became acutely aware that it was time to rebuild my strength, my physical strength. As trite as the saying is, it really is true that health is wealth. And the back surgery, I don't want to say it scared me. It was, I had a herniated disc, guys. It was, I I would have had 10 more kids over the pain that that, that brought me. Um, it was incredibly painful. And then, you know, I ended up in that situation because I thought I was, <laughs> a friend of mine said, you think you're Wonder Woman, but I think your wonder went up and went, which I think she's was spot on. Um, just, you know, doing things. I got it. I got it. You know, one of those. And I've always been really strong. And so in healing, because it's a full year recovery, um, and you're walking the next day, but um, it's time to focus on getting my strength back. So 
you know, that being said, I think a lot of this is just, it's just been a full, full busy year. And, um, I think what would be hugely helpful when it comes to retreats and something I remember from having participated in mastermind events as an attendee is that it's, I think it's imperative to build in some more downtime for everybody to kind of go off, to go take a nap or just go sit outside and talk or have a drink or float in the pool. And we definitely had some of those moments, but, um, I don't know. I think an extra day may have been helpful if, and I'll explain as I get into future events, some of the things that we'll be changing up. Um, like I said, it might mean that we add a day, but I think creating that white space for everyone would be priceless. Uh, so now let's get into future events. So I'm right. I, I, I'm writing and recording this episode, right? I'm recording it here, obviously in the post, it says I'm writing it, but, um, and this reflection before Liz and I really have had a chance to do our recap together, which at the time of this recording will be tomorrow that we're going to, we've got some guidelines we're going to go over. Um, we were going to do that on the Saturday after, um, but, or the Saturday we dropped everybody off, but our Liz's husband ended up coming in a day early, uh, because there were snowstorms in Colorado. And so in order to get out, he flew a day early, which was great. And I'm so, it was so wonderful to get to meet him too. Um, meet him, not too. I know Liz. Anyways. <laughs> oh, this is why I don't uh, record in the afternoon. Still, uh, we, we did get, we discussed, you know, enough to know that there are certain things we want to shift for the future. Um, and I will say that, yes, after we dropped everyone off at the airport Saturday morning, we had a quick stop in Price Mart to feed my addiction to the most delicious snack ever. Um, it's labeled as trail mix, um, but honestly, it's a lot of chocolate with some nuts and pretzels and got the car washed. I was calling it my crack, which hopefully doesn't offend anyone, but you know, sorry, because it was kind of funny. And um, so we decided we stopped at the local bar and restaurant, Las Brisas. It's it's really more like not a dive place, but you know, it's it's not a touristy restaurant, um, but great food. And we had a couple margaritas to celebrate having pulled this off. And yeah, those margaritas are big and a wee bit dangerous, but so delicious. Anyways, I've got a photo of us too uh, um, from our little celebration lunch. Um, here's what we've decided. So first of all, we are going to host um, the next event. It's going to look different, but we're going to do an event stateside, likely in the in late spring of 2024, probably on the West Coast. Um, we have another friend who um, was going to do this with us, but it wasn't right timing for her. So she's in Washington. I'm California. Liz is Colorado. So staying on this side of the country makes sense. Um, it's going to have a very different feel than the Costa Rica Mastermind, and it's going to operate more like a traditional event. Think conference workshop type thing. You know, it'll be at a hotel with a small conference room and attendees lodging is not going to be included. Um and we've decided we're going to have a couple of other speakers. Liz also spoke and taught. So hear my heart on that. She did that as well. Um, and it'll, we'll host a slightly larger group, you know, maybe 20 to 30 people. Because the truth is, I think we both prefer smaller events. And I think it would take a few years. I, I love the idea. Let me finish that sentence. It would take a few years of doing this to have a um, enough data to decide, do we want to do more than this or is this enough? And, um, you know, 
And like I said, we have another friend who's going to co-host with us. Um, but I, I think we'll probably keep them smaller, you know, like 30 person size max, maybe. Um, <clears throat> and then from there, we'll offer the mastermind in Costa Rica, which will be by application. So at the spring event, yes, we'll have an offer for Costa Rica um, and probably a way to work with us in between. But that's what we're thinking right now. The second event in Costa Rica, will, like I said, will be in October. And, and and again, like I'm thinking maybe a week later, hopefully get more sun. Um, the most significant difference in the Costa Rica event next year is that we'll rent two houses. Technically, it's three. So let me explain this. Um, I have other friends that I went to stay with. So I stayed at my mentor's house the week after the event. And she came down and that was fun. I got to spend some time with her. Um, and then because I was going to stay the fourth week, um, I have dear friends um, who came, they, they do six months in Canada and they do six months in Costa Rica. And so their house, they call it a compound. So there's two houses identical. They just mirror each other and it shares one backyard. Like they have this beautiful infinity pool, an outdoor barbecue, outdoor dining space, to every place to hang out. Um, and so, and it's maybe not even 10 minutes from the beach house. Um, but you know, we thought what would be really helpful, um, like I said, they're about 10 minutes apart, but having the attendees stay outside of the beach house. So we'll do the event and we'll, the hosts and any other speakers will stay at the beach house. Um, the workshop portion of the event will still be at the beach house and then we'll have a driver pick up the attendees and take them back at night, you know, and this way they get to connect without us around as well. Um, and maybe we'll go back for a drink or whatever and do dinner at one of those houses one night or whatever. But, um, you know, to not be able to, to turn off at all was tough. And, and even though the attendees were amazing and I adore all these women, it's, but you feel a sense of responsibility to be on and communicative and connecting and whatnot. And yeah, I just, I check out like you guys, it's been a full work day and probably after dinner, like, you know, I'm like in my room quiet. Like I just I'll watch TV, whatever on my laptop playing damn ru- uh, roomy cube, rummy cube, rummy cube, rummy cube. I don't know, whatever. Either way. Um, like I said, the attendees were fabulous, but I just, you got to be able to unplug a little bit and regroup. Um, lastly, and most important, <laughs> we're going to bring some help. So Liz has a friend, and and I'm being funny here, but who volunteered as tribute, right? Um, but said, let me come, let me, I'll be your runner, where she's like, you know, and would even pay to be there. I'm like, well, I think we could get the room covered. She could take care of her flight. But I I say one or two people, to be honest with you, to have some help with this. Someone who can be our point person for logistics, food, the schedule, and everything else that comes up right before, during, and after the event, that that is the contact point you know, that as people sign up, obviously we have, you know, automations and whatnot that send everything. And, um, but if they have a question, they contact that person, not us. Um, and it, it has nothing to do. I'm not even going to qualify it. End of story. There we go. Look at me maturing. Anyways. Um, (laughs) we also decided, decided, it's a good thing we're winding this up. You guys, we also decided that we need a whole weekend a few months prior to the event to iron everything out. Um, you know, Liz and I did several calls and emails back and forth. Obviously, we're on Zoom a lot. Um, but the weekend right before the event, 
we were, we spent it dialing everything in. And, you know, so what we're thinking now is that we're going to plan a long week, a long weekend with our other friend, um, who's going to do this with us. And probably in the first couple months of 2024, ideally, or, you know, at least, you know, pick a date and start planning and nail stuff down because you want to get the event website up and you want to get registrations and all of that up as soon as possible. So you, you've got a good window for marketing. Um, and then the nitty gritty logistics stuff, we, we just, we need a weekend to do it. And I want to do it in person. There's just something about feeding off the energy with each other. Um, so yeah, so we'll be doing that to start planning the spring event. Here's the thing, you guys, I have said it over and over and over again, but we get clarity through the doing. Just checking my time here. All right. So yeah, we get clarity through doing. And this event was no exception. Clearly, my answer to do I really want to host in-person events is a yes. But I do have a list of criteria for myself to make this feel right. I've covered most of them, but let's just do a little recap, shall we? Going to charge more. Um, We're going to have help. One, possibly two. I'm leaning towards two people because there'll be two houses to deal with stuff. Um, More white space and downtime built into the actual event. We're going to have separate accommodations for the attendees. And I like the idea of them all being in a house versus a hotel. Um, I just feel like there's, with especially with women, there's just a different connection that happens there. I'm going to make sure that I get as much rest as possible before the event. And more time with co-hosts to plan and prepare, like I said, together in person. Um, You know, and like I mentioned earlier, I shared that um, I cut the trip short by a week. I was scheduled to fly home on the 11th of November, staying with friends, but decided to fly home on Monday the 6th. And it's just, I like I said, I, I couldn't be social <laughs> anymore. I was just done. And I, I think most people at this stage in life really realize, I mean, fortunately, cutting myself off again, I was able to see my friends a few times down there, right? And even after the event, um, yeah, I had an afternoon with my mentor and we got lunch and some drinks and then I kept drinking and I went to dinner and I was like, Oh, we had to cut dinner. We didn't cut dinner short, but I was like, come back to the house. And they looked at me and they're like, yeah, we think you need to go to bed. (laughs) So, but you know, everybody can do that once or twice. I do that maybe once a year, but regardless, it was, I did get to see my friends. I would have liked to have been able to hang out longer with them. You know, there was a few dinners. We did a barbecue at, at my other friend's house after, um, I spent a couple days with my mentor. That's where I got obsessed with uh, Rummy Cube, just Rummy Cube. What do they call it? I think it's Rummy Cube, but whatever. And I just, Rummy Cube. No, I think it's Rummy. I'm going to shut up. But um, we played for hours and talked and that was fun. Some of my most, beside outside of the event, um, I love those intimate one-on-ones with girlfriends. They just, they feed my soul. So the time I got to spend with Liz, just the two of us, the time I got to spend with Susan, uh, mentor, and then my other friend, Sue, at their house, like we stayed up late, her husband went to bed one night, and we were just having some crack because I got them addicted to it also, this trail mix, which by the way, um, is only available in Costa Rica. I may have to have Susan bring me some back or wait till January, but you know how price smart, well, Costco is, right? Good luck if it's there. Um and really, do I need it? But I realized that 
that that time fuels me quite a bit. So to be able to spend some one-on-one time with people that I care about um, outside of like partying, <laughs> for lack of a better term, that's kind of the main thing people just do. I wish um, there was a lot of times I, I really pulled back when I was living there. I was like, I cannot do this. I can't, I don't like to even have a drink every night. It just doesn't bode well for my system. Um, but, you know, in looking back, I just think I, I'm very clear at this stage in my life about what I need, even sometimes if it's after the fact, right? But again, that's how we learn. And so reflecting on this trip, three weeks total, like I said, some of my favorite times outside of the event were those one-on-one times. Um, but all in all, it was an incredible experience. I really, really am so proud of, of Liz and myself for Liz and me. I, whatever Grammarly told me it was me, but it feels weird to say that. Um, <laughs> clearly, I didn't pay attention to English class in high school. Um, but I'm just so proud of us for having done this. It means the world to us that these women chose to invest in themselves by flying to Costa Rica to attend this event. Um, and we're honored and we look forward to the next event and supporting and connecting with even more incredible women. And so just my final sort of closing thoughts and notes on this, you guys, is, yeah, it's it's tough sometimes when you have something that you just, you know, it was in many ways, I keep, I keep picturing myself like rolling the dice. Is this going to work? And it did. Um, I think when your intention is right and your desire to serve and truly show up for people, when, when that's the reason behind why you're doing it, it's going to work and you're going to learn something and then you decide from there. But to me, you know, you don't regret the things you do. You only regret the things you don't do. So go for it. If there's, you know, you start looking at 2024, you know, we've got, I cannot believe this six and a half weeks left of the year. What the heck you guys? Um, but really look at your year and, and, what is it you want to create and go for it, write it down, make it happen. And it is scary. Trust me, it's scary because there was also times where I'm like, oh my God, we got to pay for this house, <laughs> you know, and, but it is what it is. And so you do it and it usually works out. That's been my experience when I come from that place, that right place of intention, that it works out. Um, I, I just, I'm so grateful to have gotten to spend time with all of these women in person, three of them. I knew prior one I got to meet and feel like I've known her my whole life. And it's just, it was an incredible experience. So on that note, thanks for listening to this recap. And, you know, if you have any questions, um, oh, you know, the one thing, sorry, I don't know if I touched on this. I am going to do this really quick because you'll see images in the post. We also provided kind of like a swag bag. It said Pura Vida, which is, you know, the good life in Costa Rica, everything is Pura Vida. Um, Liz did all of the swag and we had a journal, an incredible deck of cards, just beautiful um, that had quotes from women for women. Um, We had a few blank note cards on there as well, but a beautiful deck of cards. What else do we have in there? Um, Obviously we had their forms and sort of the, the itinerary listed these great posters it's stickers, love me some stickers. And then we had some coasters that we put around the house. And then I left them at the house, hopefully encouraging other people to rent the house for retreats too. So anyways, um, and you know, I, I don't know about you guys, I love all that stuff. And to have Liz design it was just like, oh my gosh, 
Anyways, I love you guys tons. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being patient as the podcast had gotten back on track and then I bounced for a few weeks, but you know, here we are. So um, here's to winding down 2023 and really starting to think about what you want to create for 2024. On that note, I will catch you next week.